everyone, it's Brittany and you're listening to Citrus Room. Thank you to all my listeners out there that have taken the time out of their day to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate every single one of you. Shout out to Dante Disa for making this awesome beat. It's officially summertime now in Seattle and I couldn't be more happy. Um, sometimes it switches up on us with the rain, but it's all good. If you want to hear more beats like this and some more music, follow Dante Adisa on SoundCloud. That's D-O-N-T-A-E space A-D-I-S-A. Before I bring on my super awesome guest, I wanted to share a huge announcement with all of you. It takes me a lot to even just talk about this because it's so unreal, but I was featured in a two-page spread in All Recipes magazine, which is a national magazine, and it's also the number one recipe site in the nation. It's just unreal because I think about when I first started my blog, Plenty of Pineapples, over four years ago, and I just think about me cooking in the kitchen and just sharing my recipes with friends and family and then having it now be published in a magazine where people can go to the grocery store, pick it up, and go to page 55, and there I am. So I just wanted to share a little bit about the story of how this happened, because a lot of people have asked me, how did you even get this gig? And I had visited the All Recipes headquarters in Seattle two years ago with my professor. I met the marketing team, and they were just explaining to us the demographics, who they're reaching out to, and they were really focusing on younger people in their 20s. And I shared with them my blog. The marketing director passed my name on to the team, and I get a call from them, or excuse me, I get an email from them, I think like a year later, and they're like, hey, Brittany, so-and-so passed your name on, and we wanted to feature you in our magazine as a cook to follow. I was like, what? Me? I was so shocked. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Last year in June, um, we had scheduled for them to come to Seattle and they wanted to do a photo shoot about my life. They wanted me to bring my friends, my family, have my dogs featured. And um, so they came in July and my friends came. We did a photo shoot at our favorite juice truck, which is now a brick and mortar which is called Healthy Bones. We did a photo shoot there, and then we went to my house, and my mom and grandma and aunt were featured with uh, all my four dogs. Then I didn't hear from them. They told me I was going to be featured in the Thanksgiving edition of that magazine, and I was so hyped because Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. I will literally cook a feast all day long, and I love to eat, obviously. (laughs) Um, So... I didn't hear from them because I was supposed to fly down to Iowa to do the actual photo shoot for the catalog. And I didn't hear from them, and I wasn't exactly working on my blog as much as I should have. And, you know, I kind of went through this phase where Instagram was really booming as far as food Instagram pages. And I felt like, man, do I create plenty of pineapples in its own page? But I'm the one that represents the blog. So I didn't know if I want like what route to take. So I felt as if like, great, I blew it. That I just missed an opportunity and I didn't try hard enough. Um, So then I decided, okay, well, I need a vacation. I need to clear my head. I need to go out of the country and figure out um, what inspires me, what food inspires me. And so I ended up going to South America But right before I went, they emailed me, and they're like, hey, Brittany, we hope you didn't think we forgot about you. I'm like, huh, no, of course, of course not. (laughs) Um, And they're like, we're so sorry, the magazine got pushed back again, but we want to feature you in the summer edition for All the Recipes magazine. Can you come here during these dates? Literally, the week that I got back from South America, I hopped on a plane to Des Moines, Iowa, and to only find out that my flight would be delayed several times. This is when um, 
Delta had a huge storm at their hub in Atlanta and my flights got so delayed that I didn't even I took four planes to get there and I didn't even get there till close to midnight and then at 6 a.m. I had to wake up to get ready for my photo shoot so I kind of felt like a jet setter at that point I get to Iowa and I have breakfast they got a hotel for me it was so big it was awesome except I only got to spend like five hours in it then I get to the photo shoot and it was legit like a celebrity moment. I'm not even going to lie. They had cereal <laughs> and coffee and blueberries all laid out, all these pastries. And then I look to my left and there's all these pineapples laid out. There's a lady that's like prepping food. I have my backdrop, a hair and makeup team. I have like a rack of clothes to try on. So I'm like trying on the clothes, showing everybody. And <laughs> I even got airbrushed. Like, I've never gotten airbrushed makeup before. It was unreal. <laughs> and then it was time to shoot. And it was so funny because before I had gone down to um, to to Iowa, my mom was like, Brittany, did you make sure to cook this food that you're going to share? Because I shared my turkey chorizo sliders with pineapple, mango, avocado, salsa in the magazine. And I was like, well, I mean, I cook this all the time. What what do I need to practice? She's like, you're going to be cooking in front of a bunch of people. It turns out that didn't even happen. All Recipes has somebody that cooks your food for you and you pose with it. So there's this lady just chopping up a ton of pineapples and she made my salsa. And here I am just like posing with this heavy bowl of of salsa and they're staging it they're fixing the pieces of cilantro and then from time to time I'll be posing with pineapples and she'll be like oh let's switch the bowls out and by the time I was done with my photo shoot my forearms were done for I'm super weak so of course holding two pineapples was a lot and um it was such a cool experience because they really made me feel good about myself I'm I it was just like getting that moment where you you felt like you you were important and um then it was all waiting game so then a couple months later the magazine came out and I just cried I I was at work and I knew the magazine was coming out on June 6th I go to one grocery store I didn't see it and then I go to Bartels shout out to the Bartel drugs on Capitol Hill on Broadway I go there, I'm by myself. I see the magazine, I flip it open, I'm flipping through all the pages, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, my heart dropped. I cry, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is real life. And um, I mean, personally, in my lifetime, I've gone through a lot of things, and this was the most rewarding feeling because, you know, even though the publishing got pushed back or I felt down on myself and I had to kind of rediscover what my purpose was as far as this blog went Um, I didn't give up and I also went through a lot of personal changes um, dealing with anxiety dealing with stress and just changes all the time I didn't want that to stop me from pursuing my dreams whatever my dreams are So I just wanted to share this story with all my listeners in case there's ever a time where you feel like you want to give up or you feel like anxiety or depression or whatever you're dealing with is holding you back. You have so much potential in this world. And this is kind of bringing back um, something that I had said in an older podcast, but go to your highest potential because you will never, it'll never stop you. You'll keep going. And I just want to thank all my friends and family and loved ones that have really just supported me through everything. Um, All the text messages, all of the phone calls, the snaps, the tweets. So I just wanted to share that. And I'm really excited for what the future has in store. So if you get a chance, the magazine will be out till August 29th, I believe. So find that at your local newsstand. It's the All Recipes magazine. I'm on pages 55 and 56. And you'll get to know a little bit more about me. Um, Now I want to introduce my very special guest. He is a great friend of mine, um, full of energy, full of life, always trying to bring me back to sanity. (laughs) Um, He's a really hard worker, loves his family, and is just really 
doing the damn thing in Seattle as far as food goes and really holding on to family traditions. He is the co-owner of Bon Town, which is a Vietnamese street food restaurant in Greenwood area of Seattle. I have Anthony Doe. Hey, thank you for having me, Brittany. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I just want to congratulate Bon Town. You guys are here You've, you've been established for about two years, mm-hmm. a little over two years. Um, what, why did you get the name Bontown? What does Bontown mean? Well, Bontown, that was actually something that my sister thought about, right? Something that she didn't really get into detail with me. Um, but I do believe that Bon, we want to represent, you know, Vietnamese food. So Bon, Bon Me, we kind of want to put that, you know, into perspective. And then Bon Town, we just wanted to make it a little bit more clever. You know what I mean? A lot of these Vietnamese restaurants just have, you know, phenomenal or fussamol, right? They want to improvise with, with like a dish. Um, so we improvised with a different type of dish, which was a sandwich. And we thought that Bon Town was a good fit. Um, and I mean, we kind of just, it was really interesting because we thought about that song, Funky Town. You know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. Will you take me to Funky Town? <laughs> right? And we kind of incorporated that with Bon Town and we thought it was just, you know, it kind of went well. It was kind of like a funny joke in the beginning. Um, but then my sister thought that Bon Town was a perfect fit, so we went with Bon Town. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you are a co-owner with your family members. Who's who's all involved? Oh man, the whole family is involved. So my dad is the, you know, the head honcho. He's the one who comes up with all the foods, the ingredients, what we put in our new, um, you know, dishes and stuff like that. New promotional dishes. Um, I'm more like the marketer. I cook as well. Um, you know, whenever the toilet's dirty, you know, I got to be the plumber. You know what I mean? You know, I do. I do all. You know, I'm the youngest one in the family, so I do everything essentially. Um, Joanne is a phenomenal cook. She's also a really sweet person, so we put her in the front, um, where she just talks to a lot of the people who come in. And Chawan is like the epitome of a sweetheart, right? She's really nice, really relaxed, and so we decided to put her up in the front. And she does a lot of the financial stuff too. And then my mom is another cook. You know, my mom always stays back. Um, she's really friendly, really cool. Um, and she's one of the people who, you know, inspired us to start some of our dishes that we have at Bon Town. And then um, in the beginning, my grandma used to actually roll the egg rolls, right? But then we got so busy, so we had to get another person to roll egg rolls for us. And then we kind of did that as a group together. Mm-hmm. And then now since we sell so many egg rolls, we actually have somebody... Um, make the egg rolls for us and distribute it to us okay. um, yeah and so I the whole family honestly is is involved and uh, Gabe too Gabriel Richmond uh, my sister's soon-to-be husband does a lot of like the financial stuff um, and so yeah everybody kind of plays an important piece an important role in in Buntown yeah. that's awesome what made you want to start a family restaurant wow this one's crazy because Growing up, my dad always wanted to open a restaurant, right? It was something that he's always wanted to do, but having three kids to have to take care of, he couldn't risk the financial stability to open a restaurant. So he had to work at a restaurant from the get-go. I believe his very first restaurant was actually at Wajamaya. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so all of a sudden, you know, fast forward 20-some years, back in 2015, when my sister was dating Gabe, they, you know, kind of talked about opening a restaurant because my dad always wanted to have his own restaurant. It's like his own dream, right? Um, my father came here in 1990, and, and it was always, you know, I was talking to Nick earlier, um, but he's always wanted to open a restaurant, but he had to sacrifice his own dream for his kids, right? So yeah. for me, for Chawan, for Joanne. And so he decided to, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't open a restaurant. So all of a sudden, 20 couple, you know, 20-some years later, he gets this opportunity and then Gabe was like, you know what, if your food is actually good enough and um, I like it and I think it's sellable, then I might, you know, be able to become like part of an investment for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my dad got obviously super excited about it. And then he told me about it at this time. I believe I was at Western and uh, fast forward, you know, a couple months later, we decided to go with it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, Gabe was a really big part really sweet guy that believed in my father and his cooking abilities. And my dad kind of talked to me. And so we kind of teamed up with my sister, Joanne. And then Bontown kind of established itself in uh, 2015 of April. I think our first official day open was the 6th or 7th of April of 2015. That's crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. That's I remember. So I remember when we first opened, it was crazy, right? Everybody was stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of our friends came in. And we sold only 400 bucks all day. We were there from 
you know, uh, what was it, 10, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. Right. So mm-hmm. four hundred dollars. So as an owner, first day, terrible day. Right. Right. And so you know, my dad was kind of freaking out. I was freaking out. Joanne was freaking out. Um, but what we didn't, what we you know, kind of went under the rug was that all these people who came in really appreciated my family. Um, just because we're really easygoing people. We try to get to know you. Where you're not, when you step into our restaurant, it's not like you're coming into a restaurant. It's like you're coming into our house with a huge kitchen. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> and, 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 and so when people came in, um, they kind of had this sense of friendliness, a friend zone, a comfort zone where they can just eat, be themselves. There's no facades when it comes to the waiters or waitresses. And it's delicious food, just homemade, traditional Vietnamese food. Um, and so at that point, you know, we kind of just climbed and people, I guess, I mean, we've been in the business for about two years and so we're doing pretty well. You yeah, know? you guys are really big on Yelp too. Yeah. Yelpers love us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Yelpers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how has social media affected your your restaurant? Because uh, most mm. pho restaurants or whatever have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I tweeted about this the other day, but the amount of poke restaurants are mm. opening up like pho restaurants yes, back in 2000. it's so popular. It's so popular. But, you know, back then they didn't have social media to mm. promote. So now that you have these opportunities and you said you do marketing, yeah. how has that affected your business? Well, I thought this was really interesting, right? When I started marketing, I tried to go to Seattle Times, Seattle Magazine, all these big, you know, established uh, companies that would, if they gave me an opportunity, I would possibly blow up. And so when I emailed them and I kind of told us, told them about our story, uh, I got no response, which I was extremely disappointed and kind of frustrated. And I was scratching my head and I said, why? Like, don't you guys want like a story from, you know, a family that came here on first generation, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make it in Seattle where there's so much culture and diversity. Um, and so I decided to just go at another angle. I was like, you know what? Well, there's a lot of foodies out there, you mm-hmm. know? And I, and I and so I just hit up all these foodies like Seattle Bites, right? Yeah. Frank, um, these guys are these guys and, and the gal from Seattle Bites, really sweet, really nice so people, sweet. so yeah. cool, you know. And so I hit them up and I said, "Hey, you know, like my name's Anthony. I just opened a restaurant. I would love it for you guys to just come in and eat." And I didn't, you know, mention I want you guys to advertise for me. I'm gonna throw like fifty bucks under the table or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't say any of that. Uh, I just wanted them to come in, have a good time. I wanted to hook them up with extra food and give them a little discount. Um, and so uh, when they came in, they ate. They really liked everything. And all of a sudden, bam, there's a, a post of our food on their Instagram, right? And mm-hmm. at that point, I was just so happy. I was like, these people are trying to help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was like a hand for a hand. And there was no strict business tied to it, you know? Yeah. So my main focus now, since we're a smaller business, we're not, you know, a really well-known Earl's or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to try to make sure that I can talk and communicate with all these foodies that are well-known and respected in Seattle so that all these Seattle people who, you know, really love food can look into those pages and then see our food. Um, and so, honestly, that, that's what's really been working for me and, and Bontown, the restaurant at the moment, is just to reach out to all these people who have uh, food blogs uh, like Appetite Diary, right? She's really sweet, too, really cool. And, and it's been working. It's been working, and it's pretty cool, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, those little things, like an Instagram post, mm-hmm. a tag, like those are the small successes, that mm-hmm. happens in your life and some it's just a really rewarding feeling when yes. somebody recognizes the hard work that you and your family are producing yes so um what has been some challenges as far as opening up a family restaurant i've always wanted to oh, open man. up a restaurant and yes. i've helped open up a food truck before mm-hmm. and the work that you put in is insane so to be here two years later how do you do it what do you deal with Woo, that's a good question um, I think the most important thing to, in order for you to be successful in a restaurant is pretty simple, organization, right? Um, a lot of people don't understand food industry is not like technology, right? It's not like as soon as you finish work, you go home, you relax. No, uh, the restaurant industry, there's prepping. If there's no prepping, there's no food, mm-hmm. right? And the prepping takes such a long time. Think about it. If you have pork, chicken, shrimp, 
you have, that means for the shrimp, for example, you have to peel off the shrimp. You have to cook it first, then peel the shrimp. Then depending on what people like, you cut it in half for the spring rolls or you leave it out as a skewer, right? And you put it in a skewer. Like that, that, that's a lot of physical labor, right? But I think uh, the, the thing that people need to really focus on is organization because if you don't do that, then everything's just going to fall apart so fast. Yeah. Um, and, and my family, honestly, we're still working on the organization aspect, right? You, you always have room for improvement. Although I think right now, uh, we're doing a lot better than we did in the beginning. We kind of understand where everything needs to go. If we run out, where do we go to get it right away, right? There's no stalling. They're just move forward, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think organization is a key thing for success. That's crazy. Do you ever butt heads with your family members? <laughs> uh, of course. You know, they're <laughs> my family. Um, the thing is that it's so much more different when you're at home, relaxed, watching TV, drinking a glass of wine with your family, playing with little Scooby, right? <laughs> um, but when you're at work, you have to be focused, right? You have to be assertive. So if someone makes a mistake, you, you can't really brush it off. You know what I mean? You got to be like, hey, you made a mistake. I need you to fix it right now, right yeah. now as we speak. Um, and so I bump head plenty of times with my dad, with my sister Joanne. I think me and Joanne bump heads the most, to be honest with you. Um, but... Whenever we work well, we work well, really well together, right? Yeah. Um, she is, like, incredibly fast when it comes to making food. Um, and my, me and my mom actually don't bump heads. I feel like we just kind of have the same mindset. And so I just try to support her when she makes a mistake, and she supports me when I make a mistake. So we kind of, you know, we're okay. And in Chawan, same. We don't really bump heads. It's just me and my dad and, and Joanne. Um, but, you know... All, all close family relationships, you have to butt heads, you know what I mean? Yeah, Even at home and at the restaurant. And, and I, I don't I don't get, it's not like I hate them at the end of the day, you know. You just need to blow off steam sometimes, you know. Um, and, and it's a good way to just alleviate it. Unfortunately, sometimes she's putting it on me or sometimes, unfortunately, I'm putting it on her, you know. But at the end of the night, when we look at our sales and let's say we broke a record that day but we wanted to tear each other's hairs off like three hours before <laughs> we sit back relax drink a beer and say yo we did it this is a record in Bontown, you know mm -hmm. so yes of course i've had a bump heads with my family and and stuff like that but i think you know it kind of makes us grow as people yeah and i mean your family knows you more than anybody and yes. you know your family more than anybody yes, yes. so when you you know get to those hard points you're able to, you know, forgive, forget, improve, you know, keep it going because you all have the same goals yes. for this restaurant. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's, how I, that, that's how it works for any other company as well. You know, CEOs yell at each other. CEOs, CFOs, COOs yell at each other. But at the end of the day, if, they, if their sales, you know, did really well in that, you know, quarterly sales, um, then, then, then they'll think, you know, mission accomplished. We did a good job. Yeah. I mean, I've eaten at Bontown several times and I, you know, <laughs> I have the best time. I end up eating so much food. I think the last time I went, I ordered like five different things off the menu because you just want to <laughs> try everything. Like from the vermicelli bowls to the pho, uh, Jordan actually reached out and he went to while you were in Miami, he was mm. like, oh, my gosh, I had the oxtail pho, and it was oh, incredible. Really? He said it was, like, the most oh. amazing soup he's had. Oh, thanks, Jordan. Um, and it's just, like, you walk in there, and really, it's it's like you're at home. Mm. Your parents are the sweetest. And yes. I've been able to do a blog post about Bontown before, and um, I really appreciate, you know, mom-and-pop shops. Mm. Because, you know, being in Seattle, there's not that much anymore. And you guys came in at a time where Amazon was coming in at the same time. And I feel like I bring up Amazon. Nothing to that. <laughs> I'm an Amazon Prime user. Heavy. But, like, you know, you guys took a risk. Oh, yeah. Huge and, risk. And to see where you guys are now and to constantly change your menu up mm. and um, add new things. It's awesome. What is your favorite dish from Bontown? That's a tough one, honestly, because that changes all the time. Um, <laughs> I remember when we first opened, it was hands down the grilled pork banh mi, right? Mm -hmm. It was just so flavorful. Imagine, like, lemongrass. It was sweet. It was savory. Um, it had a little bit of spiciness from the lemongrass. You also got the pate, which is liver uh, and butter, and we put onions in there, and we grind it up. 
right? And so it becomes more like a spread. Mm-hmm. Um, when people listen and they hear that, they hear chicken liver, that sounds weird. That sounds kind of gross. Uh, I don't blame you for thinking about that, right? Because it does sound kind of weird. It does sound kind of gross. And it's bitter, right? But when you add butter to anything, I swear it tastes good. <laughs> And so it's like a nice little subtle spread. And we also have a homemade mayo. And then you put the pickled veggies, the pickled carrots, the pickled daikons, um, the cucumbers. Uh, and you just kind of put that all together in a banh mi. And honestly, oh, yeah, and, and top it off with cilantro. You know, you got to get that vitamin A. Uh, you know, it, it's just a really complete, delicious, unique sandwich. Um, so that was my first favorite. But now I'd have to say the beef stew, man. Honestly. I love the beef stew. Yeah, And, and it's such a sleeper. People don't really... Uh, you know it doesn't appeal to them when they read it from the menu right because it's just beef chunks carrots and broth that's essentially all it is right so people look at that and they're like that that doesn't really sound flavorful there's not that much stuff involved in that but let me tell you okay when you try that sweet savory oniony Mm -hmm. warm it's like a little bit thicker than pho broth um, and you try that broth, it's just a completely different type of broth that most people have never tried in their lives, right? And I always say that. And whenever I, you know, um, recommend it to a, a person who's coming in, they always say, you know what, this is one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, as of right now, I really like the beef stew. What is the Vietnamese name for it again? Ba Ka. Yeah. Ba Ka. So B-O and then K-H-O. Nice. Ba-ka. Get your ba Get your ba <laughs> <laughs> no, you better get your ba <laughs> It's so funny because um, there's times where I've been to Bon Town with, and Anthony's working, and how he's describing the food when he says, like, with a little bit of cilantro, got to get your vitamin A. He will say that <laughs> to the customers. It's a great selling for it. <laughs> and he, he's, he's just so creative. It's, it's awesome. Uh, what has been your best customer experience? Oh, man, uh, this one is, is the best in the craziest way, right? Um, I remember this guy. His name was Robert. Um, I really hope it's okay if I mention you, Robert, because it's a really impactful story in, in Bontown. Um, but I remember he came in with his mother and his father, right? And I was like, hey, Robert, like, welcome back. How are you doing? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing good. And I was like, what? It's like, why? And he said, Honestly, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but uh, my wife passed away two weeks ago, right? And I remember when I heard that, like, my heart sunk to my feet. And I was like, because his wife used to always come to Bontown. I see them across the table at table four, which is a table right next to the window, and they'll laugh, you know? They'll just have their little baby Maya chilling, and they'll just eat, have a good time, and leave, right? Really simple life. And I can tell he was heartbroken. I mean, who wouldn't be heartbroken, right? And so... I went to the back, and I remember I was like, yo, I got to tell you guys something. My, my parents, mm-hmm. they were like, what do you want? You know, they didn't know what was going on. And I was like, yo, table four, his wife just passed away. And they were like, what, really? Like, what happened? And so at that point, I didn't really want to ask any more questions. You know what I mean? I just want to make sure. I mean, think about this. He came to Bond Town for comfort, for food, not, not for, like, anything, like, conversation-wise. But he relied on Bond Town to make him feel better short-term. And so... I, it wasn't even an obligation. It was my duty to make sure that he had the time of his life there, right? Yeah. So I came up to him, and I was like, hey, Robert, like, what do you want? You know, so he ordered his food. His mom ordered food. His dad ordered food. Came up to the back, and I was like, yo, he's not going to pay for this. No way he's going to pay for this. I'm just going to ask him if he wants drinks. I'm going to ask him if he wants anything. Is that okay? I asked my parents, is it okay if the meal is on Bontown, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they said, of course, you know what I mean? Like, this is beyond a restaurant. This is beyond eating. This is somebody's life. And, and, and they just had, you know, a, a heartbroken moment. And so I came up to him, gave him his food. Uh, I didn't really want to talk to him too much. I just wanted him to, you know, um, show his feelings to his parents. And then I remember at the, at the end of his meal, he was like, can I get the check? And I was like, of course, you can get the check. So I grabbed the check, and it just said $0.00, right? And I gave it to him, and I walked away, and he opened it. And he just just didn't really know how to react, right? And so he put his card in there anyways. <laughs> Actually, I think his, his, his dad put the card in there, right? And I was like, yo, you guys didn't even, like, I came back and I was like, did you guys even look at the, at the tab? And obviously they didn't, right? And I was like, the meal's on us. And then there, and he was like, and I remember Robert just looked at me in the eyes. And I'm not going to lie, like, I didn't know how to react. I was heartbroken too, and I had to serve other people, you know? So I had to front everybody else. 
and pretend that there was nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for this guy, he's just having a really tough time. And then he just looked at me. He was like, Anthony, like, this is one of the most amazing things that's ever happened. And I was like, I remember the quote I said is I was like, I'm sure that your wife is up in heaven right now looking at you eating at Bond Town, having a good time with me. And then I remember at that point, he was like, you know what, thank you so much. Like, this means a lot. And so after that, you know, he followed me on Facebook. And now we're Facebook friends, and I like his pictures, and he likes my pictures. So, Aww. you know, shout out to Robert. I hope everything's okay. I hope Maya's doing well. I'm sure you guys are moving forward. Um, but, yeah, honestly, that was one of the most impactful moments in Bond Town. And I think that right now that still holds the cake. Like, 20 years down the road, I don't think there's going to be anything that kind of changed my perspective of how I should, you know, look at my parents, look at my sister, and just embrace the fact that they're there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, so, that's yeah. wow. That story crazy, huh? Goosebumps and makes me teary-eyed. Um, that's amazing. Uh, what a nice thing that you guys could do for somebody, and you know, the littlest things really matter to people, mm. and um, especially that you guys are a family business, you know, that mm. that's money from your own pocket, not like a corporation or, yeah. you know, like that's, you guys are really taking care of your customers. Um, what are the goals for your restaurant, you know, as you're entering into your second year or third year? Mm-hmm. I can't do math, but... Two years, two months. Two years, as you're entering in this new year, <laughs> what are the goals for your restaurant? Um, to open 5,000 million international do you wanna, restaurants. Do you want to open another wanna, Bond Town? want to be a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, yeah, we were actually, we've been talking about it for the past like three, four months. Uh, we actually want to expand a little bit. We have a concept of either a deli. Um, which I think would be the best fit for my family at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people want to do a restaurant. So, you know, we're kind of just n- n- bumping heads and seeing what we should do next. But I would say within the next two years, we will probably have another location opening. Um, we're looking at locations in Bellevue. Um, that's the ideal spot, right, because that's our roots. I, I grew right. up there. Yeah. Um, but if not, you know, we'll have another location in Seattle. Um, ideally, I would want uh, a deli kind of feel so people just kind of go in there grab their food and and, and leave right it's going to be more excuse me of a you come in and you go out it's not going to be like our original one where you sit down and you know kind of just can you know linger there for about an hour an hour and a half if you really want to Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean that's a new concept at the moment um but as you know that starts developing a little bit more i'll give you a little bit more details and information about that yeah and as your parents you know their careers are kind of starting over essentially as they've yes. opened up this restaurant. Can you tell me about, you know, your mom and dad and like how they met or just like how, how you feel about them? I think, um, Fine. I mean, it's just talking about family is so awesome and you come from such a great family. Like what, how do you feel about your parents and this experience? I think they're the funniest couple in the world, honestly. <laughs> think about this. My mom is like that traditional Vietnamese woman, hard on her sleeve, so nice and young and innocent from the countryside, right? My dad was like that really popular guy, you know, in the city. Um, the funny part was that sometimes my dad would tell the girl that he was hanging out with that he would have to or she would have to buy his mom food, Right. And then give it to his mom before they hang out. Right? So my dad knew how to play the system. My dad was in control of the system in Vietnam. And so they met. Um, long story short, you know, um, they met. but And then they obviously fell in love. I mean, my mom was, like, young and beautiful. My dad was, like, that really charming guy that was, like, kind of aggressive, assertive. You know, all, all women like that. Or most women like that, I would assume. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, that's all I really want to say about my parents um, when it comes to a relationship. And then the crazy part was that, oh, yeah, I, I have a little story um, of how they came here, right? So my mom is mixed, right? And so she has the opportunity to come to America. I think there was like a bill in the 70s that passed on that said like 100,000 people can come to America if they're American, right? So my mom told me that this one guy came um, to my dad's home and then my dad was at work. And then he was like, you know, it's queer here. And then she was like, yeah, that's me. And he was like, I have a message for you. You have a month to figure out what you want to do. Um, you have a month to meet me at this one specific place. 
And if you meet me there, then you have an opportunity to come to America. But if you don't meet me there, if you're a day late, you'll never get this opportunity ever again for the rest of your life. So my mom was just, you know, freaking out, right? I mean, she has a newborn child, literally under one years old. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, sh- you know, shit. <laughs> Came out, you know, to my dad and said, hey, like, something crazy just happened. We have an opportunity to, you know, move to America, essentially. And my dad just said, what? Like, what happened? So she kind of just gave him all the information. And so dad came home from work, right? And obviously he had to sit around his family members. I mean, he has like nine brothers and sisters, right? He's like the second to last one. And so he was like, you know what? I have an opportunity to come to America. What do you guys think? You know, obviously I don't want to leave you guys. If I go... How often will I see you? You know, mm-hmm. how do I, how am I going to establish a life in America? Blah, 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 blah. And then they said, you know, I mean, look around you, dude. Like the reality, look around you and see, see what you see. I mean, I still go to the same house that he lived whenever I go to Vietnam and it's pretty run down, no air conditioning, right? Um, the walls are, you know, just kind of discolored, you know? Um, they don't even have stairs, right? They have a ladder. That they you know put on like the side of walls so that you can get up to the second story. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. And so he was like, Well, you know, there's really nothing. And they're like, exactly. You know what I mean? So why don't you go out there and, and make something of yourself or try to make something of yourself? Or for the sake of Chow on, you know, your little daughter who's was just born. She's like the miracle baby. Everybody loves her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so at that point, flew I think they went to the Philippines for a little bit, had to stay there for about six months. And then came to America, right? Because they got somebody in Kirkland to sponsor them. Mm. Um, so shout out to that family who sponsored us. You know, we're having this conversation right now because of you guys. Um, and so, I mean, think about this. My dad said, you know, I had your 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 mother on my left hand. You know, she's holding the baby. We're looking up. Welcome to America. What the hell does that even mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. And at that point, I had five dollars in my pocket. That's what he told me. And he literally started from there. A Vietnamese man that knew no English and had to pretend that everything was okay in front of his mom. Because my mom was like, you know, traditional women follow, you know, men in Vietnam traditionally, right? Like mm-hmm. they're old school. And so he was like, what? She's like, what's next? What's next? What do we do next? What do we do next? There's so much pressure on my dad. Yeah, what's you know? the plan? What's the plan? My dad was like, you know what? I don't even know how to say Bellevue. You know? <laughs> it's like, Bellevue? Are we going to Bellevue? <laughs> Um, and so, you know, uh, yeah, so whenever I kind of think about their story and I, and I, you know, reflect upon my own life, I can't fail them. You know what I mean? And all of us kids have that duty. You know what I mean? Like you, Nick, you know, you want to make your dad proud. You know, he's out here chilling with you right now. You know what I mean? Going to the <laughs> club. You know, it's so fun. You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we all have this, you know, plate that we want to just maintain a steak, Right. And, and mashed potatoes and asparagus. We want it to be nice and full, you know what I mean, for our parents because yeah. we want to make them proud. Absolutely. And so when I reflect upon their lives, it, it's, it's definitely something that I'm destined to do, just be successful. And successful is whether Bontown's successful, you know, mm-hmm. um, or whether I'm happy, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different angles to, you know, portray success. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the story of my parents and how they came to America. It's beautiful. No, I mean, my mom came to America when she was 19 years old and and pregnant. And, you know, here she is. Don't want to give her age out, but she's not 60 yet. (laughs) And she, (laughs) you know, she has three children and couldn't be more proud of us. And she is the hardest working person I I think about it every day, you know, and there was times where I didn't understand how hard her work was. Mm. Um, She works at a retirement home Mm. and um, she deals with a lot. She deals with people who have dementia. She deals with death. She deals with people who are mentally ill and to have, you know, come to America to do that. Yeah. Like you said, it's your duty to take care of your parents and to like, become successful for them it's my Mm. duty Mm. to make my mom proud and to one day have her just sit up kick her feet up and not have to work again absolutely Um, and i'm sure she's proud because i saw the snapchat that you had of her (laughs) on the all recipes and she was like huh that's me that's me oh sure she got super hyped i was dying 
Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, that All Recipes magazine definitely made your mom really proud of you. Just Yeah. And no, I'm, I'm grateful. And, you know, to all the parents, you know, that migrated over here, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't imagine being 19 years old, coming to a foreign country, not knowing the language, not having any money, like, and then, you know, look where you are now. Um, so to all the parents that came to America to sacrifice for their children, thank you. Thank you, um, for sure. I just want to switch up gears a little bit and um, kind of relieve the serious talk and play a fun game. That <laughs> Not bad, guys. We got kind of serious there. <laughs> <laughs> that is involving food because this is a topic that we're talking about. Um, I wanted to play heads up. Anthony knows a lot about food. I know a lot about food. Nick knows a lot about beer, Cold Cans Podcast, and he knows a lot about food. Nick is our sound engineer, and um, Nick has literally, you know, <laughs> I've talked his ear off several times just talking about this podcast, so shout out to Nick. Um, he's been a huge help in making this podcast become successful. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're going <laughs> to be playing Heads Up, and we're going to see who gets the most points. Um, the winner, I haven't really thought of a prize yet. <laughs> so whoever One wins. One free copy of All Recipes magazine. Oh, yes. I'm down. Yes. Yeah. Autographed. Autographed. <laughs> it's so weird. My friends are like, Brittany, can you autograph this for me? I'm like, this is, I don't like, no, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> so we're going to play and um, how Heads Up works is it's the Ellen DeGeneres game and you describe the food without saying it and whoever gets then like the person is guessing it on their forehead and so we're gonna play so who wants to go first i'll go first you'll go first yeah. okay anthony's gonna go first and we're gonna are you and i are gonna describe it to him nick are we both gonna do it yeah yeah is that uh, yeah. fine yeah, yeah, yeah we'll just give our boat best efforts for everyone yeah that, that way it'll be fair yes i think so no teams here so we're gonna do the food fight one food yes fight? food okay. fight sounds good so it's up if you want to pass right yeah balance if it's correct okay mm -hmm. cool so this is a restaurant owner. He must he play must along, know. Play along at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, think what does Popeye eat? Spinach. Yes. They're on uh, hamburger buns. Ketchup. Uh, mustard. Mayonnaise. No, little things on hamburger Pickles. buns at McDonald's. On the top bun. Cheese. Maybe think Burger of a everything bagel. What's on there? Cheese. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> Okay. Uh, America's favorite cookie. Chocolate chip. Snickerdoodle. No. A brand. Oh. Uh, Chips Ahoy. No. You dunk it in milk. Oh, that's everything. Oreos. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, it's like a southern dish. So, sort of okra. like a stew. Yeah. There's okra. okra in it. Jumbo. <laughs> yeah, Gumbo. Go, 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 Gumbo. Go, go. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Jumbo. Uh, it makes your pee stink. Oh, asparagus. Yes. <laughs> um, you peel Ma it. Yeah. Banana. Tangerine. Yeah. Oh. Yep. yeah. One uh, more. Alcoholic. Uh, Tequila. Yeah. Jose Cuervo. <laughs> no. How many did you get right? Let's see. Um, <laughs> that last one was margarita. Oh, I love margaritas. <laughs> Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs> Jumbo gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A big old bowl of gumbo. Okay, so Anthony got five right. Nice. Um, that's these, that's these. Respectable. Nick, I'll have you go I'll next. Go next? Okay. Yeah. Other way. Oh. Yep. Um, they're, th they're they're outside. <laughs> thorny. Uh, <laughs> thorny. Thorny. You, you pick them. You can pick Blackberry. them here in Washington. Yeah. Yes. Oh uh, my gosh. It's they, like purple. You have they to peel stain. it. And there's oh. like a and there's like a, a million Beef. of like little pieces of pomegranate. Them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh no. <laughs> Scared. Yeah. Let's give up on that one. Uh, not opposite butter. Opposite of butter. I can't believe it's not butter. Or fake butter. Uh, margarine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, pita bread. M Middle Eastern people eat it all the time. Pita bread. Euro. No. Dip it. You dip it. Hummus. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Skip it. I know what it is, but oh, okay. uh, a tropical fruit. Uh, it's Filipino. Yellow. Philippines. Uh, mango. Yeah. Seat, yeah. Um. Standard barbecue food that goes. With yeah. Your what burgers? goes with Potato your ribs? Salad. Yes. <laughs> Good work. 
Um, um, she makes it all the time. Brittany makes it all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was Pat Ty. I like didn't, okay. I didn't know how to say it without saying Ty. So Nick I think got, he murdered it. He probably got like seven. Ooh, he got six. He got six. Ooh. Oh, he's one cheating. Up, one up. You had some crazy ones. You had kumquats and time. Yeah, time. Kumquats and time. Okay. Okay, so now it's my turn. I feel like I have to beat you guys. No, well, you so I hope you get you zero. Be nice and not. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. See Pressure's on. Uh, it's like a creamy. Uh, it's like a creamy grain, grain dish. Yeah, grain dish, pasta dish, kind of. You it's have like high class. Risotto. Yes. 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 Oh my Good gosh. work. Um, bees. Bees, yeah. bees. Honey. Yep. Yes. Uh, it's it's a heart. It's got a heart. Uh, Artichoke. Yes. Oh, good job, dude. Salsa and chips and. Made with uh, it's green, uh, from avocados. Avocamole. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's similar to caramel. It, it's in almond rock roca, almond rocca. Butterscotch toffee. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Um, this is a type of pie that has a type of nut in it. Pecan. Yep. Yes. Um, red hot. Chili peppers. <laughs> yes. Pepper, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, people eat Fungus. this and and yeah. psychedelics. Edible, yeah. yes. Um, uh, gosh, yeah. that was that was a good one. Yeah, you did a lot. I think you, I think you won. I think I'm, I'm pretty saying. sure I did. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like panicked because you guys were taking a really long time. You're like, um, how many did you get? Yeah, I got eight. Boy. Eight. Wow. Fine, you could go get your all recipes magazine. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like I don't have to spend any money tonight. <laughs> Well, that was great. I'm um, that was that was a nice, nice little game we played. Anthony, I just have you know one other question for you. Yeah, what's up? When you're not working at Von Town, mm. like what do you do? What like tell the listeners? You okay. know, I, ma- make it seem like you have a life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just a 25 year life sentence to Von Town. But other than that, I uh, actually write a lot, like poetry and stuff, and. Right now, I'm actually working on a project with a guy who um, used to work for City Approval. He actually lives in Germany now. Um, but I'm trying to make uh, a 15-page, 15 poems, 15-illustration, 15 small book. Um, and it's it's just a, a lot of stuff is about, you know, political views and, and hardships and, you know, metaphors. You know, for some weird reason right now, I'm really into birds birds is just something i'm really into right so i try to use metaphors through birds in my poems to you know just a sense to reach accomplishments to reach success or or to endure hardship so i don't want to get into the poems a lot because i would want you guys to you know if you guys are awesome you guys would buy one from me when the when the project is done about eight months um but other than you know writing poetry i play a lot of basketball i go to the gym you know, I don't want to be a walking ramen noodle for the rest of my life, so I have to build up, bulk up a little bit, so I can actually be a walking udon noodle. You know, <laughs> that'd be okay. That'd be an upgrade. <laughs> um, and so, other yeah, I mean, that's really you know what I really like to do outside of the restaurants, just to to write and, and to play sports and, and take naps. You know, I'm human too. I love naps. I don't know what Russell Wilson says. No time to sleep. <laughs> Honestly, boy, I'll take all my time to sleep if I had a chance. Okay. <laughs> But I, I don't I don't blame him. He's succeeding. He's winning. So he knows what he's doing. That's <laughs> very true. Um, I actually did have one other question. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start a restaurant or open a restaurant? I mean, I would really want them to think, are they 100% sure? Because once you open a restaurant, just like a lot of other companies, you have to be invested 100% of the time almost, right? I'm lucky that I have time to myself because I have so many family members. But if you were trying to open a restaurant on your own, right, with no family help, you're going to be there all day, every day. You're going to think about it all day, every day. So one, once you're committed, right, um, I would want you, I mean, let's say you already established your business a little bit. One thing that I want every restaurant owner to know is to have compassion towards your uh, customers, right? To show them that you really appreciate them, that they're there eating your food, making sure that you're not in debt. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. a lot of people come into the restaurant and they leave out, you know, not happy, not satisfied, maybe awkward sometimes, right? Um, 
for me, I mean, this is a, a trick that I do, and, and everybody in Bontown knows, but um, whenever they leave, right before they leave, I always offer candy. Always. Hey, you want a piece of candy? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, mom, can I give you a little kid a piece of candy? Is it hard candy? You know, it's chocolate. You know, I got your kid with the chocolate. And honestly, people leave with a smile on their face just because of a little treat. And like right there, just think about like this, you know, psych psychology aspect of that. Um, they'll, they'll just leave with a full stomach, looking at their piece of Hershey's cookies and cream nugget, walking out the door, you know, and, and they're kind of happy. So I'd say, you know, as a restaurant owner, you definitely want to show compassion and show that you genuinely care about your customers. And if you can do that and they genuinely reciprocate that, then it would be kind of hard for you to fail. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think compassion towards your customers. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and just letting you know that I'm really proud of the path that you've taken and to really carry, you know, your parents along with you for this journey, caring about them, caring about your sisters, um, your grandma. Thank you. And really, you know, having that family business. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for what, the future has in store for you, whether that's your poetry or an expansion of Bontown. Um, I'll put all the information on citrusroom.com of where you can find Bontown. But like I said, it's in the Greenwood area of Seattle and Greenwood and Holman Road, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so please go support Anthony's restaurant. Get yourself some good pho, banh mi sandwich. Can't remember the name of the stew. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So once again, this is Brittany and Anthony, and you're listening to Citrus Room. This podcast session was recorded at the Overcast Studio. (laughs) This podcast session was recorded at the Overcast Room here at Cloud Studios.